0: WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here, back from um, wherever I've been. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs>
1: Don't I you, know, you I've have been a I've list? been gone
0: uh, I, I've been gone a long time. It seems like a couple of weeks, couple of shows, so almost three weeks, I guess. Uh, it's it's uh, great to be back and uh, saw a lot. Uh, in the meantime, and uh, the Holy Land, and uh, other play, the New York Airport. <laughs> it's in the New York Airport a long time, but uh, like eleven hours. Oh, good heavens! So uh, that was uh, over, over uh, going over. Uh, but uh, at any rate, it was uh, a wonderful trip, and and we're uh, glad to be back on the show. Saw a lot of interesting, you know. I actually fell into a uh, going up uh, the Golan Heights. I fell into a shrub, and it, it would hit. It was full of of uh, thorns. Oh, good heavens! And I I I tell you, I've I've been picking thorns out ever since, you know, for two oh, weeks. Oh, good heavens! I think it was out, and it, and it was that there were there were tiny little like thorns, so but I, I planted a tree over there that was thorn-like. About twenty. years <laughs> Well, I years. hope you didn't plant that one. That was twenty years That was ago. not very nice of you, Rufus, to to do that. But I'm glad <laughs> you, you just gave him new toys? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm uh, Rufus Edmund, of course, is here. Ms. Ann, good to see you again. I haven't seen you for a while. It's Debbie, good to be seen. Debbie Stringer is with us from Permatil. Debbie, first time for you. I've been trying to get you on the show. I'm glad you're here. I'm
2: very happy to be here today. Glad yeah, to
0: Chuck, um, your your boss. I guess he's your boss. Your boss, yeah, Chuck, still your my boss. boss man. Yeah. Uh, is that mic working? Yeah. Yeah, okay maybe pull it in just a little bit debbie i guess you're soft-spoken uh johnny johnny coley is also with us uh, this morning
3: good morning good
0: morning johnny johnny is uh extension agent in uh person county and granville county you've been doing okay
3: yes sir doing well doing well
0: great all right well
3: this pretty weather the last two days
0: yeah yeah it has been uh, very nice yesterday. I, I did a few chores yesterday was the first time I've been home uh, since Monday, but I uh, you know getting back into work and everything the first uh, yesterday was the first day I felt kind of normal. So I was out uh, doing a lot of chores and uh, yeah, it was very, very nice. Uh, I didn't yeah. you know the pollen is is still out there from from the uh, pines and everything. It was good to have some of it washed away. But,
3: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what's going on with you and the extension agents?
3: Uh, well, just uh, and the master gardeners. Uh, everything, everything's going, um, <clears throat> you know, wide open. A lot, every, a lot of growers getting things ready. Um, of course, uh, the greenhouse. Uh, as as you, have had field, I think, on last week, and I'm sure the, the greenhouse is there this time of year. They get you get. Push for room. This is this is when you uh, realize you need you need another greenhouse. But you can't quite uh, <laughs> manage to uh, to need it, but for about two weeks, so uh, you need to push those walls out some. So. Um, strawberries are are coming on. Uh, they took a, a hit, I guess, uh, a couple of weeks ago. We had that that real uh, low twenties night, uh, and if they didn't get covered up, some of the some of the growers. That didn't kill the plants, but it really did uh, knock some of the plants back, especially in northern Granville County. The crowns are still viable, so they'll come back out. But it really um, deemed some of the, the strawberries. Of course, still a little bit early. Now you want to protect those blooms for sure. Uh, last night, we were 31 this morning.
0: <clears throat> oh, it was 31 in Granville County. Huh? Wow.
3: Yeah, yeah. So Gee we were, whiz. Yeah. Pretty good, pretty good little frost here this morning, but um,
0: it's, yeah, spring is uh is here, so it's, it's, yeah. I believe it's April 2nd. It certainly is, uh, and Debbie, uh, <clears throat> the uh, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse my voice, the um, uh, it's probably a good time to put Permatel out because uh, the voles are going to be starting to to work a little bit with uh, a, uh, the plants. Uh, going after those roots, I don't know uh, what what the timetable is for. I've uh, never figured out voles uh, and and their uh, you know their habits, uh, but uh, you know they they, they, they uh, certainly don't like Permatil, do they?
2: Uh, no, they don't. They uh, they don't like the texture. Um, they haven't. Uh, they don't tunnel through anything that's coarse and abrasive. And Permatil is, uh, is is that and um, actually anytime uh voles feed year-round so anytime you uh, are suspicious of vole activity in an area it's good to pull the mulch away and take a look and uh, you can go ahead and install a bowl barrier with Permatil at that time or when you're planting and uh so it's any time of year actually
0: yeah well that's good i'm i'm uh, sorry that they're active but uh I haven't detected anything lately, but I tell you, um, it, it's good to, to be able to have permatil. How do you are, are? you fairly active in the garden?
2: Well, I not as much as I'd like to be. You've heard the metaphor about the mechanic's car. You
4: know, <laughs> yeah, you the, just don't have time, do you? Uh, the, the lawyer never has. It, makes his own will. <laughs> I, 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 you know, the doctor I, won't take care of himself. Yeah.
2: My own honeydew list for the landscape is quite long, but
4: uh, um, I try to when I can. Okay. Michael, I want to tell you how, how you've been missed. I have. I, I have <clears throat> had more comments from more people about, well, when is Mike coming back? Where were you? Mike was wondering when he was coming back. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and. That's quite a long, long trip. And I'm I'm sure that you'll have memories you'll never forget. And you did go up on the the mountaintop of Masada. I'm sure I did. That was uh, did that was one of the many there? things. That there was a sign that said Watergate.
0: No, I did not see that. But uh, there there was uh,
4: something about that that uh, something about that up there. Yeah. Well, the listener sure did say. I hope Mike comes back. We miss him. And I want to tell you that you've got quite a a very loyal following out there well i appreciate it
0: 919-860-9783 919-860-WPTF more of the weekend gardener coming up For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back on WPTF. Mike Rayleigh here on the Weekend Gardener, along with Ann Clab and Rufus Edmonston. Uh, Debbie Stringer is with us from Permatil. We've got Johnny Coley from the Granville Person County Extension Service. And I believe Andrea Lane is uh, joining us from uh, Mitchell County. Up in the mountains, She uh, was with the Durham County Cooperative Extension Service, and um, I believe is Andrea with us, Jason. Okay, Andrea, I
1: can hear
0: you. Hey, good morning. Okay, <laughs> had, uh, 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 good morning Hi. to you. How's everything? A little chilly up in the mountains this morning, I will bet.
1: It is. Just- about the freezing mark
0: this morning? Oh, well, that's not too bad. We're, not we've are we been bad. close yeah. to the freezing mark ourselves, or at least Johnny was up in Granville County, so uh, that's not yeah. too bad. So are you uh, acclimatized? Are uh, you uh, getting used to things up there? You've been up there for a few months now?
1: You know, I, I, I am getting used to things. I don't know if I'm acclimatized gardening-wise. You know, that takes a long time to kind of readjust,
0: yeah, I bet. I bet it you know, does.
1: Yeah, so uh, I do. I do plan to do some planting this uh, next this month. Actually, some put in some shrubbery for my husband's honeybees.
0: Oh, he's he's going to be uh, be a.
1: He's, he's a beekeeper.
0: Good gracious. Okay, is that uh, is that pretty big in that area? Are there are several, a lot of beekeepers.
1: uh well, you know it seems like it because we belong to a beekeepers association.
0: Well, by, by golly. <laughs> I know that that's been fairly active in Wake County. But, yeah, I uh, think it's kind of time. big
1: all over. They have, you know, that's good. Had a, a good. Good for us. Good for the bees. For the last several years,
0: yeah. it's not an easy thing to do. I, the the it is not the bees. Yeah. The bees are just uh, I don't know. They're kind of they're kind they're of contrary. Di- they're divas.
1: <laughs> if they <laughs> if divas. they just
0: don't yeah. like the, the setup, they leave and go somewhere yeah. else. So you but gotta so gotta be nice to them.
1: To watch, we have this great setup where uh, we our our deck is kind of overlooking the garden uh, where the bees are. And uh, in the morning, you can't you know when it's a sunny warm morning, uh, you go out on the deck with your coffee, and you just can't help but see all the bees flying around. Wow. Uh, that's
0: pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I, I, I just returned from a trip to the Holy Land, and I, I, I don't know that I saw any bees. It was they told me that they they have winter and summer, and it was kind of winter. It was chilly over there uh-huh. most of the time. We really didn't have a warm day, and in uh, fact, that it was a day I was telling Rufus that uh, it rained. Uh, they've had more rain over there since the 1920s in um, oh <laughs> in the Jerusalem area. Even the even the desert, uh, some of the desert is uh, green. So still,
1: I wonder if that's more rain than we have in North Carolina.
0: I don't know. It uh, it certainly was on one day. It was the coldest one, the coldest I've ever been. I think. But I, you know, I I, uh. I saw um, unusual plants. I saw acacia trees for the first time. Uh, it's just – it's really otherworldish. So I, I guess uh, if, when those folks come here, it's kind of, kind of otherworldish to them, too, when they, <laughs> especially if they go to Duke Gardens or, the, or uh, our, yeah. um, you know, the
1: – I uh, wonder the if they see gardens. their native plants growing and, uh, and the ones we call invasive.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But at any rate – uh, do you have uh, vole problems in the mountains?
1: Uh, well, I was smart this year. And when we bought our, well, when we made our raised set, we put um, hardware cloth on the bottom.
0: Yeah. And so, I uh, hope I some permatil because we have uh, D- Debbie Stringer from permatil with us.
1: Yes, I heard that. <laughs> and then, then, that wasn't good enough because it didn't quite reach all the way to the end. <laughs> and it's on a little bit of a slope so you know there's going to be some erosion so i right. said to my husband we have to go get some permatel yeah and I'm, put it all around the edges
0: i'm glad they sell it in mitchell That's county what did.
1: <laughs> very well, good you know what? debbie yeah. i couldn't find it in Mitchell County. i had to wait i happened to be going back to Durham. this was last year uh for a uh, for a visit and so i loaded up in Durham at the Dorm Garden Center.
0: Well Debbie, you're Chuck and you right, are gonna exactly have to do something about, about
2: that. And we are gonna have to do something about yeah. that. Tell me <coughs> tell me tell me where you shop in Mitchell County and I will I will uh, talk to those folks for you. Oh right. yeah, please
1: do. All right. Mm-hmm. That's uh the well, the eighth there's hardware. Ace Hardware store, uh Griffiths General store. That's it. The mountains are like more general-slash-hardware
2: store. Sure. Right.
1: Sure. Where, we, where we shop, unless you go a little farther afield to, like, a Lowe's in um, Marion or Weaverville. But,
2: yeah. And one yeah. thing about that, uh, adding it to your raised beds, uh, if you just use permatill around the perimeter, the voles will just hop over that. So we recommend you either put it around the roots of the plants or till it into the entire uh, uh, profile. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it's there year after year after year. You can change out your crops and and all that. But uh, yeah, voles of the just doing the perimeter around a bed is uh, they're they're a little too smart for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got the hardware class too. On the good, bottom, so. good. Doggone oh, you know. it, just, they're smart too. they I mean, they're <laughs> ob- <coughs>
0: they're obnoxious.
1: Carmichael the, the the was to seal it, you know, so to speak.
2: Per, oh, um, there you go. Good job.
1: But yeah, because uh, yeah, they are sneaky little Mhm. So.
2: They are, and
1: so you know, I'm one of those gardeners that you know, you do all this work, <laughs> and I get and I get so excited. I love to watch things grow, so I tend to buy smaller plants because I enjoy watching them grow. And then, you know, they're 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 lush, they're wonderful. You're so happy. And then day you come out and they're lying on the ground and you're like, Oh my god, what happened? And it's usually a bowl.
2: You're not the only one enjoying them at this point. So yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. yeah so well, uh, yeah, and it's, so it's great to have a product like that. Thank you very much. I uh, thank you. And I will help you find it in Mitchell County.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> You won't have to go to Weaverville. This
1: is cool, this is cool being a guest on
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Go right to the source. Right we're the source. we're right. so glad Debbie's uh, Debbie's finally known Debbie and uh, Chuck for a long time. I guess y'all were among the first, if not the first, uh, sponsors of the weekend gardener, really. Um, but you know, it's uh, time flies. <laughs> really does <laughs> really does. Uh thirty seventh year now, and I think y'all probably started advertising in the early 90s.
2: Early 90s, yes, we did, Um, and I think Chuck...
0: Chuck was on the show a few times.
2: He was, and he would be here today, but he's at his mountain house, so uh, he...
0: He's just so set in his ways. He
2: is, he is, (laughs) but um, yeah, he's still at the helm, and I've been with him 23 years now, and uh, we still have the passion for helping people improve soils yeah. and uh, block voles.
0: Well, you certainly have done that. And uh, gosh, plants are so expensive. Uh, they can be, and, and we love them so much. We don't want the roots destroyed. And and I think everybody at some point has, has uh, looked at a plant and said, well, that didn't look right. It's that's fallen over, or or something, and and that's the result of a of a vole eating those roots, and uh, you've lost an investment, and uh, in maybe some a uh, plant that you've cherished. Uh, so it, it it is really relatively easy to take care of that to prevent it.
2: It is. And actually, plants are expensive, like you said, and we choose them because we love them. Right. And if we put our attention into the soils that we're going to plant them in when it comes to texture, organic content, drainage and aeration, then that plant is going to fulfill our desires and the way it grows and thrives. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a vole-proned area... um, install, you know, install the proper measures like hardware cloth at the bottom or a vol block barrier with permatill around the sides, and uh, you protect it and provide the aeration and drainage that roots need.
0: Yeah, and we're, we're, we'll are we talk more about that because you have specific instructions for um, for actually setting up the bed. Uh, you've described some of that by, by tilling in uh, with Andrea, but um, Johnny, I know you've You've probably used it uh, and recommended it, too, over the years. We'll, we'll talk more about Permatil and about your gardening plants. Uh, maybe a little bit about the Holy Land coming up on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. Mike Raley here along with Ann Clapp, Rufus Edmonston. Uh, Debbie Stringer's with us from Permatil. Andrea Lane is here and also Johnny Coley on the Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus We're back on WPTF Mike Rayley here Johnny Coley, Andrea Lane, Ann Clapp with us uh, Brother Rufus is here uh, Debbie Stringer is with us from uh, Permatil and so definitely if you have uh, some questions about uh, the use of Permatil in your landscape give us a call uh, 919-860-9783 uh, have y'all been do y'all cover plants there in the mountains Andrea What do you mean by that Well I don't know that you have any plants that bloom before they should any any that oh, as they we, yeah. we would in this area
1: Uh-huh
0: that we have to worry about uh, I, up there
1: <laughs> but uh but some people you know did lower elevations uh, may have we did have a you know we had got we had some very warm temperatures at the beginning of March and then it and then we had a freeze um, so yeah a lot of daffodils a lot of spring bulbs were lost yeah um,
0: johnny i think it, yeah go ahead
1: i was just saying they're hard to cover you
0: know? they are <laughs> they're far yeah.
1: away they're they're far, far apart from one another you know
0: yeah that's right. Oh, Johnny, there, were, there weren't a lot. I think you mentioned that there weren't a lot of uh, problems that you thought of this morning uh, for for plants. Uh, April is, you know, the first thing I always think of, uh, Rufus, is hydrangea blooms yeah. being nipped in April.
4: Well, those are the only things I covered last night. I have. Oh, you did cover something. I yeah. covered three hydrangeas that have, were growing up about two inches tall. And I can't stand to lose them. And and Andre will tell you, in the mountains, you're about three weeks away from what you would do down here. At least that's the way it was in Boone. And the key is don't plant anything up in the mountains before their time, because I have seen it snow in May in Boone, North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Even last year here, I remember the first two weeks of May, it was very cold. Um, you know, we still had fires going and in the in the house, and keep warm. Um, it was it was quite an education. Yep. <laughs> I
3: think
1: we it's the uh, people who, uh, and I do know some folks out here who who have already started planting outside you know, putting their, their cool season and veggies and all of that. So that that's the danger with the frost is you know covering that stuff up.
4: Well, over the years i uh in gardening here in Raleigh uh, I'm a great permatil user too, by the way yeah Abby. <laughs> uh, I said if it won't live outside during the entire season, don't fool with it Now, there are a couple of yeah. things you got to watch for, but that that's if it's a bring in plant in the mm-hmm. house, you bring it in and in the pot like a
1: uh, like a citrus. Like a, yeah, don't yeah some that kind of oh, Definitely, if you have
4: a, a lemon, but don't, lemon. But don't be planting things that require that kind of work, because if they won't grow during the entire year and stay alive, if you treat it right, then why waste your time? Right, and money.
1: I totally agree.
0: Somebody was asking me yesterday about a hosta plant. I thought they were worried mm-hmm. about, uh, about the bloom. But I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I
4: don't. No, know. no problem. Never had one in my life. A yeah. problem with it. Yeah, Johnny. <laughs> they're, they're not up. They're, they're not up that high yet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. They yeah. yeah. We covered they're the still peonies. Still safe in
3: the ground. You
0: you covered peonies?
3: Yeah. Yeah. We just we actually just put a little bit of pine straw over top when they're not real tall. But that's uh, we have covered quite a few things in the past. But um, uh, this year. I didn't cover the blueberries. Blueberries are in full bloom, but they seem to have, have fared pretty well. They, they're still pretty tight. They're, the blooms haven't opened up, and that really mm-hmm. uh, makes a difference as far as how hardy those blooms are as far as what stage they're in the opening. They can handle 21, 22 degrees as long as they're pretty tight. When they start to open, that, that's when 28, 30 degrees will uh, will, will get them. So um, we we covered the... The blueberries. We didn't cover the hydrangea, Rufus. Um, I, you you made me think about that when you said that. Probably should have looked at the hydrangea to, to check it. It's right beside a a brick whale house, so um, maybe it, it was uh, was protected from those bricks. But uh, with those bricks being warm, but they um, yeah, we usually do put something over the hydrangea. Uh, uh,
4: That's, it's sort of a tender plant when it, when it's yeah. in its, its early sure. stages. And a, a, a frost can can sometimes hurt more than a freeze on on a hydrangea. I've I've found. Yeah, they're kind of yeah. kind of picky sometimes. Yeah,
3: and then the figs figs are, are are getting ready to to pop open, and they can they can get hit a little bit. But um, I don't think this year they're quite as far along as they have been in years past at this time. Uh, We've been sort of moderate, not quite as as warm. A prolonged period of warmth to bring some of the plants out that seems in, in years past have have been further out at this time. So um, hopefully we won't have to do a whole lot more covering up, but probably still going to have another couple of frosts. I think last year y'all were talking about May, uh, snowing in May in uh, in Boone, Rufus. Not, I think last year we had a frost like May 10th. It was like it was around Mother's Day. We had a, a light mm-hmm. frost here, which is very unusual for this area. Usually, you know, by May, uh, I, I usually t- tell people it's safe to plant your uh, vegetable. You yeah. crop uh, vegetables at, at that time, uh, your summer vegetables. And <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> last year, they would set them up, so...
0: April fifteenth, I think the average uh, around here, average, average last yeah. frost date, but that's yeah. just the average.
3: So. Person
0: County is probably the twentieth, uh-huh. just to be on the safe side. But um, yeah, fifteenth. All right. A little well, let's. Uh, I, I see that the Right Reverend J.C. Knowles is oh, on the line. Our North Carolina's honorary histo- historian. Morning, J.C. How you doing, Bud? Good. Morning.
5: I'm calling you a little early. I got a friend coming by nine o'clock
2: pig milk, Take me to Pam's farmhouse restaurant for breakfast.
4: Yum yum. Wow,
0: don't eat too much, JC. <laughs> I'ma
5: try not to, but I'ma eat my share. All right. <laughs> and I wanted to welcome, I wanted to welcome both you and Ann back to the program. I've missed Ann and you the last few weeks.
0: Yeah, Ann's been down at the beach, and I, I've been. Uh, Lord knows where.
5: Yeah, and uh, of course uh, the great one—he is always on. And
0: uh, he is, thank goodness. Job.
5: And I like to give credit where credit's due. Phil did a beautiful job last weekend filling in.
0: Yeah, uh, and um, Jimmy Lloyd, I want to thank, and, and Tom Campbell, of course. I hadn't even thanked them for for uh, for filling in. Uh,
5: I'm I'm looking forward to some of your. Uh, sightseeing and all in the Holy Land.
0: Well, it's kind of a blur now. I I put a lot of pictures on Facebook.
5: Yeah, I saw them at a great. I printed out two or three of them.
0: Yeah, it's 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 yeah. really incredible. It, it, the the sites that you see there and what they're associated with, what you read in the Bible and hear about it as a child and as an adult, and you know, it's almost fantasy land. Did this yeah. really happen? Yes, this I, is where yeah. it happened.
5: When I was a merchant marines, I was always hoping that I'd get a ship that would go through the Panama or uh, the Suez Canal. Yeah, I've always been fascinated by uh, Egypt history and the Great Pharaohs and all. Yeah, and but I, a trip never came up for me to go. So,
0: well, we made it, it as far south that. as uh, as the Dead Sea and. Um, you can't, you know. There's even a bar. It's, uh, it says it's the the lowest bar <laughs> on Earth. Uh. So it's right there at the Dead Sea, and that's uh, 1,300 feet below sea sea level.
5: Oh uh, wow. Now let me ask you. I'm I'm getting ready to pot some tomato plants. What are the best plants? Uh, uh, what would you recommend? I'm a try again this year.
4: What an arduous <laughs> task you have chosen, my too bad, friend. Too bad Gerald's not here today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anybody want to step on that? Well, I'm I'm going to do my favorite, of course, which would be Cher- Cherokee Purple, uh, which is sort of a heritage heritage pat uh, tomato. JC and I'm, I'm sure you've had one. It's sort of purplish.
5: Yeah. Yeah, and, I got a friend. In fact, the friend that's taking me to breakfast. He's
4: got those. Yeah, and they they don't seem to get disease very any more than any other. You 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 obviously know how to take care of tomatoes and, and have them in the right. Are you potting them up to get them to grow a little bit before you put them in the ground, or are they going to stay in the pot? Uh, no. I'm i
5: I'll transplant them into a bigger pot.
4: Right. Okay.
5: And, what, when, I, had got, I hadn't got the tomato plant yet, but when, when should I uh, get them and, and put them into the big pots?
4: I don't know that you need to put them in the big pots if you'll just be patient enough, J.C., and, and wait until at least—I'm like Johnny. I, I, I don't put mine out until about May 1, and all these folks that come tell me about these contests they have every year with their neighbor— <laughs> and I've never known a one yet that you could put in the ground. <laughs> I don't know how how big you get it, how, how many insulation wires you put around it, until that soil warms up, it's not going to do any good. I don't know why you don't just wait until that time, JC. Well, and, that's and, what I wanted to get Joel's recommendation. I wouldn't, and, and don't go through that trouble of transplanting them to a pot. Just wait till at least April between. Uh, April twenty and May one, and put them stick them straight in the ground.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah, that would be. I mean, you could get a, a little bit of head start. Yeah, you know, like Rufus, I'm not big on bringing plants in and out, but um you could put them like in a gallon container, have a little bit bigger plant well, to, to put out. Just a few of them. You know, I wouldn't do you know a whole lot of them, but a few of them to have yeah. you know have a little bit bigger head start. You just bring them in at, at night, a few nights, probably would have to bring them in to, to protect them. But, yeah, um, but yeah I am like, you know, Ruth, you're right. I mean, you can plant tomatoes, you know, the 1st of April, mid-April, and you'll have tomatoes about the same time uh, if you plant them the 1st of May. 1st uh, of July is when you're going to have tomatoes coming in, unless you have a greenhouse or or, or some structure to, to start them in. It's, um, well, Ruthie, my big...
5: My biggest problem is, in putting them in a pot rather than the ground, uh, I got 75 trees on my lot, and, and the sun, i do not they won't get enough sun, but I got one spot down near my mailbox that did get plenty of sun. That's where I'm going to put
0: them. There you go. That's a sacred spot there. I've seen a lot of sacred spots. You got one, J.C. Yeah. All right,
5: well, I'm going to let you go, but let me tell you, the... The man had just finished reading the book, You're the Master of Your House. And he looked at his wife and told her, said, I am the master of this house, and what I say goes. Whatever I tell you to do, you do it. In fact, I want you to go fix me the best supper you've ever fixed. And for dessert, I want you to fix my favorite dessert. And then later, I want you to draw my bath. Scrub my back, then towel me dry and tuck me in the bed. (laughs) And when I get up in the morning, guess who's going to dress me and comb my hair? his wife looked at him and smiled said, well, my first guest would be The Undertaker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> J.C., you haven't lost a touch, buddy. Have a good meal at Pam's. All right. Y'all have a good day. Thank you, buddy. Yes. I'm so All glad
4: right. you called. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. How about that, old Jason? And then he's a faithful member, as Mike knows, of the Wake County Chitlin' Club. Yeah. He and, may be and, having and, chitlins
0: this morning. Chitlin is, yeah. You, you can. It may
4: be part of the meal. Well, Pam learned how to cook them. He sure
0: year. did. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, any other instructions, Johnny, on uh, the tomatoes? I'm sure people are thinking about them. Or Andrea, or uh, Debbie. I'm sure Debbie uh, uh, Permatil, would that help? Uh, do do uh, do? Vols like. Uh, tomatoes?
2: I'm told they do. I know they have ravaged peppers and other uh, beans, those kind of uh, vegetables that we plant every year in our garden. And uh, uh, the question always comes so much uh, more for the row crops than the tomatoes. Uh, how I'm not going to put a vol block barrier around every bean plant, but that's where I recommended, what we recommend if you till your entire bed, with a 35% permatill, sometimes 40%, depending on vole activity. Till it into six to eight inches deep, along with the organics you need also, and then plant your garden. And then... The voles will not uh, want to tunnel through that soil. So no matter where you stick your plants, your seeds, your tomatoes, the voles will not be active. And then when you pull those vegetables out to uh, plant something in the fall, the permatil is still there, and it will be the following year.
4: So. You never have to replace permatil, do you?
2: No, no, sir, you don't. And it doesn't float to the surface. It stays wherever you till it.
4: So Well, she's telling me a, a fantastic story I wondered where he came from, and she said, up in Rowan County, and a kind of, of, of substance there that's sort of like slate that you blow up or something. How, how, was that? how did that work? Yeah, it's kiln-dried.
2: Well, yes, it's uh, – uh, rotary kiln expanded aggregates are not new. Um, they've been used in construction for a long time to make concrete lighter and stronger and other applications, but um, – uh, it was introduced to horticulture over 30 years ago. But it's a, the raw material is a, a, a very special meta-argolite slate that was formed billions of years ago down at the foot of the Iwari Mountains where there <laughs> were volcanoes spewing ash. The ash is compacted. There's glaciers and inland seas that compact that ash into slate and mudstone. And then these veins are close enough to the surface— that uh, it's extracted, and then it's these crazy concrete guys that are like, I wonder if this aggregate will expand. I wonder if this will expand. And so Mr. Johnson started expanding different materials in Rowan County mm-hmm. and found this particular material. And nowhere else on the planet has wow. this raw material been uh, been able to be accessed. And it is the strongest uh, lightweight aggregate in manufacturing and in construction.
0: You can buy Permatil uh how do we find Permatil near us?
2: Near us? Uh yeah. well, you can go to the uh Permatil website and go to the home applications retail applicator. At retail locator, and you can look it up there. Or um, in the Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill area, most independent garden centers have it.
0: Yeah, and you can buy it in bulk, too. You
2: can buy it at Triangle Landscape Supplies. Mm-hmm. They sell it by the scoop, yep. and they'll even blend it for you if you'd like a ready-to-go uh, garden blend to That's put in your That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I was just reading about a Daddy Pete
1: blending, too, which is uh, new to me. I, I didn't know that
0: yeah, Daddy Pete's is one of our sponsors in our magazine. They're they're uh, some mountain folks.
2: Yeah, and evidently they have a, a, a version with permatil already in it. They do have they they offer a permatil planting mix that has about 30 percent permatil in it Wonderful. to give your uh, soil some uh, that boosted aeration and drainage that it needs. So
0: I know the Daddy uh, Daddy Pete uh, uh, is sold in this area, Phil. Phil sells it. Uh, Nelson sells it at, uh, at the Garden Hut. A lot of places around sell both. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing.
2: Good local product.
0: Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. You know, spring is uh, one of the prettiest times in the the Triangle and most everywhere. It's uh, so nice to spend time in our gardens and beautiful days. But spring is also when deer and rabbits can do quite a bit of damage to our gardens. Now, nothing is more infuriating than waiting all winter for azaleas to bloom only to have the flowers devoured by by hungry deer, and it's so disappointing when bunnies eat the tender foliage of newly emerging perennials. Don't let that happen to you. Early spring is a perfect time to start protecting your garden with repellents from I Must Garden. IMOS Garden repellents are made with natural ingredients and botanical oils will keep the deer and rabbits from eating your flowers and plants. I Garden repellents are simply... Easy to use, just very, very easy to use, long-lasting. Uh, they don't need to be reapplied after every rain. They're available as sprays, granular, money-saving concentrate. IMOS garden repellents are sold at all local garden centers and hardware stores, such as Southern States in Carborough, and town and country hardware stores. And while you're there, be sure to check out the other I Must Garden repellents from moles and voles and squirrels and snakes and uh, dogs and cats and more. Protect your garden today with safe and humane repellents from I Must Garden. 919-860-9783. William, the air traffic controller from Beaufort, is uh, with us. Morning, William. How are you, my friend? Hey, good
6: morning, guys. A little chilly down here this morning. I'm out trying to... Doing a little garden and pushing the wheelbarrow across the yard right now. Mm. Uh, got a question for you. Does, uh, does anybody know about oleanders? My oleander took a hit, I guess, from the ice storm down here this year. Ooh. Um, would it be safe to prune it back to where uh, it should come back?
0: Yeah. I'm. You know, it's. Uh, I'm trying to think of when that blooms.
6: It normally it's blooms right. In
0: yeah. Is, yeah. Is it June that it starts blooming or? Yeah,
3: it starts putting out the uh, I think in it's usually July. later than June. Yeah, it's yeah, July. I think it's summer. yeah. Also, I, I don't know if I think it is new growth. I think it's the new growth that it grows on, so you could cut it back now. yeah. Um it, the Doliana's don't do well in this area, so I'm not as familiar with their bloom. <laughs>
0: Yeah, people try to – there There are a couple of varieties that people try to grow in this area, but it's tough, and it's, it's even tough in the coast of North Carolina. They've been hit uh, many times with with uh, freeze damage.
6: Yeah, that's what, all the leaves turn completely brown. I got some green shoots growing off, so I pruned it back to where the, the green shoots are starting off again to hope it survive.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will. It's probably uh, not in much danger now. Uh, yeah. it, it, is that something you planted last year?
6: Yeah, I planted it last year. I put two oriental bushes out. That, uh, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't tell the wife that they're poisonous though.
0: <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs>
6: yeah, they're quite
0: poisonous. They definitely are. But I'll tell you, if when they are happy, that's a that's a
4: really pretty plant. They're they're not happy here with me because I've tried. Oh, three, you tried? I've tried three times in different places, protected with the wall. I, I they will live sometimes for two years and be just fantastic and could plop oh my they're God. gone now that that's up okay. here william i'm i am i am sure you don't try to plant them up here right. no
6: no one one thing I can't find down here, guy are hellebores. I cannot find them down here in the guard shop, huh which I
4: thought was kind of odd. You can't find what hellebores. My God, I coast. can give you about a million. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: well, you know that's come <laughs> they should they should be just as happy in in sandy soil. They will grow because I got
4: a friend in in uh, Buford, Little Washington. Yeah. And I sent him some. and He said I don't think they'll grow down here. And he said they have spread and done well. And if you've got the kind I've got, uh. They will soon be like rabbits. They will take over. Yeah. But, oh, but I don't care. They're, they're so beautiful and last so long.
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got a nice shady spot. So I may hit you up for some next time I come up. I'll call you.
4: Well, you call and I'll bring them.
6: All right. And, and Mike, welcome back to your trip. I hope you had a good time.
0: I did. It was, uh, it was like a blur. I'm sorting it out. But, uh, yes, it was a wonderful trip.
6: Yeah, yeah, that's on my bucket
0: list. Once in a lifetime. It really is. That's something. We uh I you know there is nothing there uh in in Israel that uh is not up or down. You walk up or you walk down. You walk up steps, you walk down steps, you walk up hills, you walk down hills. Everywhere oh you go. It's really amazing. There's nothing flat there. It's not land. <laughs> it really is not flat. It's 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 a uh, gorgeous. Uh, we the last place we were before the airport uh, coming back was uh, the the beach at Tel Aviv and uh, at a uh, a Roman that's Herod had uh, palaces all over the place. Uh, he had uh-huh. a palace there. We saw the ruins of the palace, but he also had built uh, a seven mile long aqueduct. And the ruins of that are, are still there, some of it. It's just it's amazing. But uh, to see that on that beach with the sunset,
4: so uh, just amazing. Well, what I want to envision is you floating on the Dead Sea. I did not.
0: It was too cold. There were
4: a couple of people. We had a
0: physician. Uh, we had a couple of physicians who were with us. Uh, one of them got in there. Uh, there, were, there were plenty of people, but I thought it was too cold. Melissa walked in. <laughs> yeah, it was it was chilly the whole time, but uh, you you certainly uh, they don't lie. You you certainly can float there. Yeah, I'll let... don't drink, oh, the I'll <laughs> drink the water. <laughs> in the Dead yeah. Sea. <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's beautiful. The 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 Dead Sea is is beautiful. It's just striking. Uh, you know, it looks mm. it looks like a, a Caribbean Sea. Mm. So I bet. The- Especially from uh, the top of Masada. Yeah. Yeah.
6: So, what was the foliage like in the landscape?
0: uh, Uh, Just depending when we when we got there, it was uh, uh, William. You're going to have to hold on because we're running out of time. When we got there, it was very it was very lush around the Sea of Galilee. Uh, But as you go south past Jerusalem, (laughs) it's desert.
6: Oh goodness! Good to talk to you, buddy. Uh right, let's got the news coming up. I'll talk to
0: y'all later. All man. right. Good Thanks, night. William. We'll be back. Enjoy the show. Thank Bye-bye. you.